0: She, she built an amazing career at Advance, then went and did a basically a bake-off and ended up saying, you know what? These Match guys, there's something special here. And uh, the company then acquired Matchcraft. She now has joined the two founders, the two original founders over 20 years ago was when they launched it. They now run the dev team. Sandy is running everything else. They're growing at usually double what the industry is growing at, which is obviously great, 100 people. They've passed 100 million in total media spend going through their system, Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you wanna get access to the database I've created with year-over-year growth rates, customer counts, margins, and many, many other data uh, metrics and data points, you can go to G-E-T-L-A-T-K-A.com. Here's the thing though, this that database, Hello, everybody. My guest today is Sandy Lower. She's a mother, wife, dog lover, and leader of one of the best advertising technology teams in Silicon Beach. Growing up in the media industry, she transitioned from client-side to tech provider over two years ago. Her team strives daily to help local businesses globally find the best customers via her company, Matchcraft. Sandy, are you ready to take us to the top?
1: I am. Thank you, Nathan. Looking uh, forward.
0: Yes, we're gonna have fun. So I have to ask you though. You say the best advertising technology teams in Silicon Beach. What makes you the best? Uh,
1: well, what we do is uh, perform. I mean, it's all about keeping customers. And if you can't do that, then it's all for naught. So we're best. We're the best because we perform and. We have a lot of secret sauce i'm sure you're going to try and dig into that so i'll I'll leave it there
0: good 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 so you said kind of keeping customers is critical obviously uh, a key measure of that is churn so maybe we'll talk about that later on in the episode but tell us first what's matchcraft doing what's your revenue model how do you make money
1: sure well we are a as you described us a tech company we're in the ad tech space and uh, we've been doing it now. Next year will be our 20th year. So we're wow.
0: just,
1: yeah, no, we've been doing it and we've got a lot of inside knowledge because we've been doing it for a long time. When you look at our name, Match Craft, we look at the matching up of buyers and sellers and the craft of doing that. So early on when our two founders uh, came up with this strategy in 1998, and by the way, they're still with us leading our, our development team. So that's always fun.
0: What's um, your role? Are you CEO? I'm the CEO. Correct. Great. When did so, you um, join?
1: I came here two years ago. Exactly. So okay. Interesting.
0: Founder and, led prior to that. I'm sorry. Founder led up, up all prior to that.
1: Correct. Got Founder, it. Right. And, and there's CEOs as well, but uh, yes. Okay. And okay. we acquired the company when I was on the client side back in 2014. And that was due to the performance of the platform, which, which I'd be happy to share. We, we, We were selling search, but what we do is we have this technology platform and we enable any of our clients that have so different companies that have lots of sales reps trying to reach lots of small businesses or medium sized businesses, anyone in local space. And what we do is help them run programmatically search solutions, display solutions, social solutions. So that is our mantra And the reason we do it so well is a, we've been doing it a long time. So we have performance, but also the scalability. So if you have to manage thousands of campaigns, you want to make sure that the tools are much easier than what you would find if you had to go into AdWords and Bing and Gemini Yahoo and Facebook and power
0: editor on Facebook.
1: Yes. Yes. So you can do it all in one platform.
0: And so what's your, tell me what your, what your revenue model is. How do you make money? Is it SaaS based or is it a percentage of spend or what's the model? Yeah.
1: yeah. So we have both, we have both managed service and SaaS model and it's a media spend. So percent of media spend. And so managed service is our biggest category. We're known for our service. And uh, can you
0: define big Sandy for me? Like what percentage of total 2016 revenue was via managed service?
1: So 70% was in managed service, and we have more Google PSP or Premier partners than any other platform technology. Why is that important? Why is that, that important? Because it means Google bets on us as well. So they're a lead source for us, Bing's a lead for, source for us, and that's because we work. And the reason we work is when somebody, when a small business tries to run on their own, it's likely to churn. And so when you're going through a reseller program, which our our wholesale model is strictly channel-based, we don't work directly with any merchant even though we're accountable for the results for that merchant through our resellers. So
0: it's more important for you to bring on a new a PSP than it is to go find Joe's crab shack on sixth road and bring them on as a single advertiser.
1: Precisely. Got it. Yeah. Right. So our resellers have over 6,000 sales reps globally, and we're in 43 countries and we do this in 23 different languages.
0: If they sell, I'm making this up. If they sell a thousand dollar per month plan, how do you incentivize them? Do they keep 20 percent, 50 percent, or is it a different incentive model?
1: Well, it's really up to them. So they pay us our media fees, okay. and they decide what they want to do for margins.
0: And what are your media fees, though?
1: So for our managed, I will uh, just I'll give you a range mm-hmm. that it goes up to 17 percent for managed, and it, it drops from there based on volume. So it could be as low as 12% for managed based on volume.
0: So just to, I want to give a real example here. So if I am, if I am a small business and I'm using a PSP that has signed on with you and that PSP sells or uses you for me as a small business owner, if I'm putting a thousand dollars through them and by virtue through them, through you Mm -hmm. at maximum, you'll be keeping about $170 of that. Correct. Seventeen percent.
1: Correct. Correct. And it's uh, in each of and we do strategy discussions. It's part of our value as well with our resellers because there's obviously a turning point. You can, as a reseller, if you wanted to have ninety percent margins, which would be crazy, and only ten percent media spend, you wouldn't keep your your clients because uh, you would churn that business immediately. So we we help define where those where those margins need to be.
0: And uh, tell me about the SaaS model.
1: Sure. So the SaaS model uh, is varied as well. So do you want just our technology platform or do you want access to all of our taxonomy, which is our library? So we have all this extensive leaf structure of keywords and we, another secret sauce of ours is we actually provide the ad copy. Mm-hmm. And so in 23 different languages for every single one of those campaigns running, you put in that you are a certain type of a plumber. You're a residential plumber, and you have emergency services. Immediately pops up ad copy in three or four different formats for you to be able to automated and in an automated way be able to run those campaigns. So, and so, from, so from a managed, our percentage varies based on your services.
0: Okay. So going back though to the SaaS model, I want to see if I can understand this. You maybe have many different tiers. One of your higher paying tiers is you actually maybe will do the ad copy for folks based off your data set. You know what works. Am I understanding that accurately? That's
1: correct. Okay.
0: Automatically, yes. Got it. So give me a range on what's the average, just on the SaaS side, not the managed service side, just on the SaaS side, what's the average customer paying per month?
1: Yeah. Uh, it goes right up to where the low point is on our manage. So up to 7%. So that would be in the average, in the average range.
0: Okay. So it's not truly, uh, it's not truly a SAS model. Then there's not like a flat fee per month. It's still tied to spend
1: media spend. It's all media spend. Correct.
0: Okay. Okay. Got it. So the SAS model is, uh, on, on the low, you said on the low end is 7% of, of media spend.
1: No, that would be on the high end and then based on volume.
0: Okay. Got it. So, um, I'm going to repeat this back to you, make sure I understand it on the managed service side, you go from tw- anywhere from as little as 12% up to 17%. And then on the SaaS side, you'll go from as, uh, uh, up to 7%.
1: Correct. And, and again, I'm, we are privately held. You're already trying to dig into a bunch of information because you're really good at it, but we, Hey, thank Thank
0: you for the I... compliment.
1: and uh, you emphasize what I said we're we're emphasis on private in privately held Uh, we are and we take pride in that. And again, I just, uh, I'm going to stop there on any of our business model or financial. I think that gives you the scope and it helps your audience understand what it takes to play in our world. So we'll, we'll leave it at that.
0: Yeah. Sandy, I respect exactly what you're saying. However, I know my audience uh, significantly better than you know them. And it's my job to make sure if some, I don't understand something, I ask you and it's totally yeah. in every prerogative you have in your interest to say no. If I ask you something that just doesn't make sense. Is that fair? Fair. Fair. Okay. Good. So, tell me more about your story. You came in. You said two years ago. Were you? You know, did they raise a bunch of capital and you were placed in by the VC firm? Why'd you join?
1: Sure. So, very easy. I was on the client side. We were using, we decided to look at digital solutions in my job working for Advanced Publications Inc. Advanced Publications Inc. I don't know if you're familiar, but uh, for your audience that may or may not be. So they are privately held, it's family owned and operated out of New York. They own Condi Nast magazine, so Wired Vanity. Fair, Vogue, Glamour, it's all part of theirs, New Yorker, they were early investors in Reddit, they owned Charter Communications, they're a large investor in Charter, as well as Discovery Channel, and Advanced Local. And that was mild stomping ground, was Advanced Local, and that consists of statewide and regional news and information sites, over 50 million unique visitors, they're the 8th largest news organization in the country. And my job was to make sure that the sellers in these digital local markets from coast to coast had the best solutions to march in and solve problems for local businesses. What
0: do you mean sellers? Who? who, who what do you so mean, Who's a seller?
1: Sales, sales reps working for media companies in the local markets. So we had these regional markets. So in New Jersey, which is the largest of the markets, nj.com is a renowned website that is the largest in New Jersey. It's actually one of the largest in the country and the different newspaper assets that they had. So you have digital sellers that are selling uh, both print and digital, so they're media sellers, and they need the best products to be able to walk in and be able to solve problems for local businesses. So they, they certainly have all this fantastic first party data based on all these unique visitors that they have to their owned and operated sites, their social play, all of this, but you have to be able to understand that somebody's going to walk in and be able to offer that business the opportunity to run on Google and Bing. And if you aren't there and it was a strategic move for us to start selling search, we were very afraid of it. And this was my we concern. being
0: advanced local link. Correct. Yeah.
1: And we were concerned with it because it was known for having such high churn. And we didn't want to put the rest of our business at risk by offering them something. And so we spent a lot of time doing a bake-off where we actually had competitors in each market. And guess what? Drum roll guess who won the bake-off? Matchcraft,
0: it's Matchcraft.
1: Yay! yeah. <laughs> and so we made the recommendation to make the acquisition because it just strategically. Oh,
0: won. so Advanced Local Inc. bought Matchcraft, and you are now the active CEO at Matchcraft you got it got it oh interesting okay that that makes complete and total sense now okay um that's really helpful okay so take i mean from your perspective so you were never really like switching jobs or having the risk of leaving a cushy job at advanced and having to go into a risky startup world you just you were the you're now leading the acquisition and it's your job to make sure it works and it integrates properly sure i had i certainly had a vested
1: interest as a stakeholder i certainly believed and was passionate about the story and most importantly the team Uh, I'd had the privilege of knowing the team and certainly uh, consider myself blessed every day to be here and to be able to work with such great talent. And again, I, my background is not technology. My background is marketing and sales and uh, a bit on the product side. And so learning every day has been fantastic and being able to uh, just see how we evolve has Just, it's been a great, a great ride.
0: Can you, you mentioned talent. Give me a sense of what the team looks like. How many people?
1: Sure. We have nearly a hundred, but that's spread out. So our corporate headquarters are here in Santa Monica. Okay. We have an office over in Leiden in the Netherlands. We have team members also in India, Spain, Sweden, Brazil, and we really are promoting diversity throughout. We hire and look for the best talent, but we have a great melting pot Um, throughout our Santa Monica and throughout all of our employee base.
0: And does the company still see the pressures like a regular startup would see? I mean, are you still having to make sure the inside sales team is hitting quotas so you guys can hit payroll next month? Or or has the acquisition really allowed advance to create a buffer where there's basically, you don't have any of those issues, you don't need to raise capital, you have no burn issues, nothing like that?
1: Yeah, we don't don't have to raise capital. Uh, We don't have to answer to Wall Street. There's a lot of advantages to being privately held and to have the ownership that we do. However, being accountable for the growth of the industry and making sure that we are always growing at a pace greater than the industry is growing has been personally something that we strive for. So we have extremely aggressive goals. We're accountable to those goals. Can can you
0: quantify one of those? Like, are you trying to like double media spend year over year or triple it or one, like...
1: Yeah, what I would tell you is whatever, so you can look at the pundits, whichever of the uh, different industry trackers that you wanna follow, and for instance, in 2016 growth rates were anywhere from 12 to 20% in search social and, and well search and display social was growing at a much faster pace. In
0: total spend.
1: In total spend in media spend and that's a global number and we are typically at least 2x above any of the indicators.
0: Yeah, come on Sandy, So you can brag a little bit and say you beat 26% year over year growth. There's nothing wrong with divulging a little bit to your good friend Nathan <laughs> Latka. Come on.
1: Hey, I just told you. <laughs> <this is awful.
0: laughs> <laughs> that's awesome Thanks. that's that's good okay good and can you give me I, i'm gonna guess the answer to this is no but i'm gonna ask anyway can you give me a sense of scale i mean do you guys process like more or less than a hundred million in ad spend annually uh
1: more that's Okay. It
0: good i'll get good so guys there you go i got a baseline out of sandy and she's a tough cookie okay so don't kill me on twitter i got the hundred million dollar number um i'm gonna sandy i'm gonna switch this conversation real quick because because i want to and i think you're gonna have valuable insight here uh time they got an offer they didn't sell should they have sold i forget if it was it was 18 bucks uh uh and now it's down to like 13 should they have sold
1: You can Monday morning quarterback all day long. Would you if uh,
0: you were running the company? You know media.
1: Uh, I actually don't know. I I don't know enough uh, and haven't researched that enough to know. I will tell you that uh, Yahoo should (laughs) have.
0: Yahoo should have sold. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so,
0: they should have sold
1: yeah so yeah of course. you
0: think we're yeah, yeah yeah well let me let me ask you this differently if advance and i obviously we're playing in a hypothetical world here so it can be a little dangerous if advance came to you and said hey sandy like look we have so much capital on the balance sheet we need to figure out how to deploy it we want you to study time and make a recommendation on do we go buy one of those assets whether it's you know fortune or 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 whatever right mm-hmm. uh how would you analyze the business what would you look at
1: i would call my friends from condi and get great insights and uh i i think i think it's all about future what what is their positioning who are the competitors Uh, are they gaining market share how would you change it and really look at the consumer base what's the loyalty factor and is it growing is it not growing and how would you turn it around
0: guys big news last month was a huge month for the company i recently acquired which was www.thetopinbox.com i liked the company so much when i met the person who created it it lets you send emails later on gmail set up reminders like snooze almost to keep your inbox clean do things like send auto follow-ups and do open tracking so you know when your emails get opened it's great if you're in sales or CEO or trying to be more productive. So listen, I bought the whole company on the spot and I wanna tell you how I did it. I've showed the deal, by the way, to big smart people, private equity firms, VCs, and they're dumbfounded. They go, Nathan, how did you do this? We've never seen a deal like this, how did you do this? So I did an unbelievable deal and I wanna show you the income report. So for me to send you the income report, go to www.thetopinbox.com Click the red button that says, install this on Gmail. And when you do that, my email will appear. It'll appear in a little uh, Gmail pop-up window. Send me an email and I'll reply immediately with the income report. And you can see how I'm buying and growing small B2B SaaS companies. That's www.thetopinbox.com. Totally free to try and use. www.thetopinbox.com. Okay, good stuff, Sandy. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Ah.
1: One I'm currently reading, Jab, 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 Right Hook, Gary Vee. That's, that's a, a good one. <laughs> yeah.
0: Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying besides Gary?
1: Yes. Uh, Susan Wojcicki. She's got it going on. Mother of five, YouTube CEO. I don't know how she does it, but I know this. I want not interrupt her.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, number three, is there a favorite online tool you have like HostGator?
1: Yes. Uh, have you heard of a company? How's it work? it's it's like the ultimate in corporate stalking so it hooks to your linkedin accounts all your contacts your calendar and every day it gives you alerts and details about all the news alerts about anybody that you have a lot to do with so it's following all my corporate people automatically for me it's pretty damn cool number a lot of time
0: number four how many hours of sleep do you get every night
1: well obviously you're looking at me last night not enough
0: Uh, i (laughs) think you look great
1: (laughs) but normally i average five and a half
0: okay and um and what if you don't mind me asking what's your situation married single do you have kids
1: sure sure married uh three kids in their 20s so i guess they aren't kids anymore and they're all on the east coast and only one tuition payment so that's good
0: that's good
1: and then i have a husband and we have a 10 year old amazing yellow lab who's kind of our mascot for the company we have bring your dog to work day three days a week so is my
0: yellow lab that's great so last question sandy take us home what do you wish your 20 year old self knew
1: Hmm. I would say to be humble and based on this lovely little podcast today it's something I still need to learn and uh, why do you wait
0: why do you say that
1: well, because and, and the other thing I tell you is this, and this is advice that I wish I wish somebody would give it me apparently beer doesn't uh, really have enough calcium in it to build bone structure, which 20 years from now you're going to need.
0: <laughs> uh, so you're you would have drank less in your 20s. Is that what I'm reading here?
1: Maybe, just saying. You guys heard
0: it here first. Sandy is a party animal. Just kidding. <laughs> she 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 built an amazing career at Advance, then went and did a basically a bake-off and ended up saying, you know what? These Match guys, there's something special here. And uh, the company then acquired Matchcraft. She now has joined the two founders, the two original founders, over 20 years ago was when they launched it. They now run the dev team. Sandy is running everything else. They're growing at usually double what the industry is growing at, which is, i Obviously great, 100 people, they've passed 100 million in total media spend, going through their system, growing fast. Sandy, thank you for taking us to the top.
1: Thank you very much. Thanks, Nathan.